Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Personality First, Dan Technology. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Technology First, Dan Tech. I am very happy to share a brief moment with you. As you know from listening to previous podcasts, I have been um, helping support the educators to prepare themselves to come back to the face-to-face instruction in our building. We had a selective group of students that came back already since March 15, so this is our second week into the building. One observation that I would definitely share with you, those of you leaders and those teachers are listening to me that are anxious, you just, once you're in the building, you get over the hump and some of the anxiety is based on the unknown. And honestly, seeing the kids and see their smile, how much they were happy to actually see their teacher, it really kind of minimized or get rid of all those for some. I also noticed that when the team work together collaboratively, it, minim- it minimized a lot of the anxiousness as well. And it make the day go smoother where everybody is just in it to make the day go easy when everybody's in it to not just take care of only their needs, their kids, their students, what they're afraid of, what they're excited about, but they actually really think of collective. So what can I do today, not only to help myself, but to help my teammates have a good day and to also help the students have a good day. When you come into that mindset, when they ask you to do something or when you see something need to be done, and you do it, it does really make the day go by simpler. And yes, we have a lot to complain about. There is a long list and all of them are right. I'm not taking away anything or how you feel and what's going on. And I know for some of you, this is easier said than done. And I I understand that too. However, I'm still saying those are my observations from what I saw the Team members came with a resolution mindset. They came to help each other mindset. They came to help the admin in the building, building services in the building. Not that I'm expecting to clean, but it was just, how can we lighten the load for everyone? Not just, well, that's not my job. You know how you have some colleagues that consistently look for opportunities for them not to do something and put it under that's not my job. Or sometimes you have colleagues that do too much, which is out of their job. So it's those two extremes are not good for anyone, to be honest. So we want to be somewhere in the middle where everybody feel valued and cared for and not burdened. It's this, this is difficult enough. So for today's talk, it says good teaching takes planning, right? I'm a, um, a big uh, component of blended learning. Guess what I did my PhD on, and I had the pleasure of interviewing Mr. John Bergman. What a joy. I, I was starstruck start when I got to speak to him face-to-face and on real time, and that experience, I don't think I will ever get over it. So I, I am providing you with an article from Edutopia, an effective instructional model that supports hybrid, because one of the um, articles support that. And it was written about October 9th, more than a, almost going to be here. So on October 9th, 2020, not too long ago. It feels so long ago. It was just this past October. 
So the title of the article is Effective Instructional Models for Hybrid Schedule, and it's written by M.J. Mercanti Anthony. I will copy them the, the, direction, the title of the article in the description on the detail of the podcast. The reason I like the article, he didn't make a big deal out. He gave you two strategies, one of which is what I did my PhD on and I love, which is a, a good example of blended learning, right? One of them is where you flip the classroom. Another one, you have station rotation. Remember those in elementary when the old teaching, when we were doing whole group instruction where everybody had to rotate to these centers where you guys have these little buckets where some students were with you, some students was working together and some students were working alone in a station. Well, guess what? Those things still apply. That's good teaching. So in his article, he mentioned those two things, both of the things that I love. And of course, you know, that's why I picked it. I'm a little biased about flip classroom, but sorry about that. It's just great opportunity for me to meet my student need when I started to flip my classroom. I just enjoy it every sense. So what Anthony said is to flip your classroom. What does it mean? Meaning that you put a direct instruction on a video base or web base. So the kids can watch that at home. So while they're at home virtually, they could watch those videos. They could do some practice or you could ask them some question. So when they show up to the building now, the days that they have to be in the school, you could do practice with them. So that's what I was doing before COVID. That's why my some of my students were not, you know, shocked about this whole thing other than not seeing me there, but they're used to the instructional model. So that's what it is. I mean, you repeat it slowly. So what you do is you the direct instruction, the one where you give the process. This is how you do A, B, C, D. You put that on a video. So when the students have to stay home to do remote teaching, I'm sorry, to do remote learning, they watch those videos. When they come to your class, you could practice what they learned, what they went over and address some misconception if they have them rather than in front of you. And that's when sometimes you break them to the same thing again. They could go into groups, you know, six feet apart with mask on or they work with you individual, or they could still work on them by themselves, which is an individualized way to do instruction. So how do you group flip classroom with stations? It's just the same way. Again, rotation models. It's 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 just the, the detailed part of flip classroom. That's the way I'm going to process it. But he's been in a traditional blending and learning format. So rotation station includes small group instruction, computer-based application. So what you do, again, you could, as opposed to have the station in your room one day, you could spread these out over several days. That's the way he described it in the, this article, So, which is written by Caitlin Tucker, that stations that you have in the room should be small group instruction, collaborative challenges, other group work activities. So once you finish checking for understanding, you could create reteach stations for students that are struggling, okay? And then you could, uh, while others pursue enrichment, those kids that understand it, they could do extension work, of course. And then you could work with a group of people face-to-face, you know, or you could reserve that time to have conference with young people that don't press that submit button. You know that submit button that they see, <laughs> they don't do, and we have nothing to grade. Well, this is the perfect opportunity to sit with them and grow, go through it and see if they are 
and then get them to submit so they could get, you know, some grades because we really cannot give grades for doing nothing. And that's just unbelievable to me. So to recap, it's just our strategies, flip learning works at any environment. Put your direct instruction in a video. You need to practice in the school, in the classroom where the kids show up. When they show up, you could use the rotation model setup. You could either do it one day if it's a simple enough concept, or you could spread the rotation model throughout several days if it's a little bit more difficult. So that way, your planning is focusing on creating a continuum from remote to face-to-face. It doesn't feel like you're doing so, you know, different things or different planning. You just plan for blended learning. This is what the kids are going to do at home. This is what they're going to do when they come to the classroom. This is station one. It's going to last one day or you will have two stations per day, depending on how fast your students are grasping the concept that you are teaching. And hopefully it's these strategies that I'm going to share you either already have done them or if you consider, know that it's going to take time. Good teaching takes planning and in, in, in thorough thought of the way you're going to go through it because you got to explain the process to the young people and you got to make it smooth for you. I always want you to do things that makes things easy for you. If this process is going to be a harsh process, I suggest that you not do it, especially now. Now, don't forget, too, stations can be individual rotation model. If you have a student that needs specific um, learning targets or learning objectives, you could give them specific things you want them to work on because there's a lot of online math support, science support, reading support apps and learning management that will give the kids practice. So you could create an individual planning for those students through rotations, you know, um, that will support that. Again, uh, this is just a couple of strategies that can move you and keep you sane a little bit um, while you're doing a hybrid teaching where you have to be two, three, four, five, ten million person. But with flip learning and retention model, you know, they don't look at them as different strategies or one competing with another. They fit within each other, you know, so um, try that. If you, the article got a lot more details in it because, you know, I want it to be quick and short because I want you to listen to the summary what we, what I would like to share with you today. And then the rest is for you to try it. And if you ever have an opportunity to let me know if you try it, if you listen, always email me at info at parallelogram Hope Okay, I hope you like this. Remember that I am glad that you're a teacher. I'm glad that you're here with me. I appreciate you as a teacher. You are very valuable. This is some of the strategies I'm going to share. You know, they come from my three lens, as always, uh, me as a learner, me as an instructor and me as an innovator. And today I wanted to share something that, you know, I've been trying. I know Flip Classroom is something that I like. I like rotation models. They just name it different. That's what you do in individual classroom. It's just you name it 
specifically to know that keys are rotating to specific stations or specific specific blocks. Okay, I will talk with you uh, tomorrow. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming and joining me today and listening to this episode of Personality First, Then Tech. As a podcast newbie, I am well aware of the many other shows you could have been listening to. Hopefully what I share with you today will not only resonate with you, but also will help you on this journey as we share these strategies to help others escape their unnecessary agony. And if this episode did help you today, then be sure to share it with someone else you know will need it. Our mission will only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how to build our tribe of educators and even sub-tribe that is built to last. It's hard for me to share over audio, so if this is something your colleagues need, then be sure to look out for an opportunity to get a free PDF of tech integration do's and don'ts, which will be announced in one of our episodes. I want to help you apply these three secrets of technology integration to step into your role as a leader to help me end the endless suffering of classroom educators not feeling comfortable with technology or feeling overwhelmed and lost. Thanks again for running, for tuning in, and I'll see you in the trenches, my friend.